So hi again, hi again everyone and welcome to what is going to be the final um, summer drop-in session here on Dead Men Talk. Um, I am trying to eke out as much of the summer as I possibly can so, and uh, I'd love to welcome my final guest, um, fellow author Gillian Rose. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me, Chris. No worries, no problem. How is it over there at the minute? Busy or? Uh, uh, in, in, the, in, the, in the US over yeah. on the other side of the pond? Yeah. Well, it depends if you're in a city or if you're in more so of a rural area, such as myself. <laughs> um, I'm in the middle of nowhere in Pennsylvania currently um, because it's COVID <laughs> at my at my parents. Um, but I was in Los Angeles for five years, and I know right now there it's it's very it's very hectic um, in terms of everything going on with COVID and very strict. Yeah, but. Uh... You um, have you found that you've been more productive writing-wise during sort of this this point? Is it is it, is it increased your productivity or? You know what? It's kind of off and on because I think a lot of people. Um, I mean, and I know this because I've read all the studies. Um, a lot of people have struggled with more mental health issues because of COVID and all the isolation, and that definitely affected me as well. I know I was more susceptible to feeling depressed and while i was feeling that way it's really difficult for me to get into you know writer's flow but um as things have started to open up a little bit i guess there's a little bit more you know stimulation because i can say for example go to the gym and usually when i have endorphins kicking that's what enables me to get my best writing done Fair enough. No, I, I'm fully with you on that one. My my writing, I mean, my writing's been slowing down for a little bit anyway. But I thought I would flourish, to be fair. But my my day job took off with lockdown, so I was busier than ever. So it was uh, not not on the writing sense, which was uh, it was a bit difficult. But there we go. But um, so thank you for coming on, just to sort of lay the groundwork, as it were. So um, let us know who is Gillian Rose. So let us know who your background, what you do, we'll, we'll get more to talking about your writing and your book specifically, but sort of who are you and uh, what do you do and what's brought you here? Oh gosh, um, <laughs> who am I? Where do you want me to start? Like, Wherever you want to. Okay, so I grew up in small town Pennsylvania, uh, but I went to college at the University of Pittsburgh and I have a degree in international business and marketing. So I honestly have zero credentials to write. The only writing background I have is my freshman seminar and composition writing class. Cool. That's literally the only writing training, quote unquote, that I have. Um, after college, I actually lived in Tel Aviv for a year and a half. And i that's when I started to get into writing professionally in the sense that I was uh, a content editor for a tourism magazine, which was really cool. I was managing a team of, um, of English-speaking journalists and you know, writing about different cultural aspects of the city. Um, and then I ended up coming back to the States. That's a whole long story. And I, during this time, I'd always wanted to write a novel, but I didn't know what to write about. I couldn't um, I couldn't get an outline together. I would start to write a few pages of something and it would just go nowhere. Mm. Um, and then I actually had a job selling life insurance. And I know that this sounds like the most boring thing <laughs> on the entire planet, like used car salesman kind of thing. Yeah. It literally was like Wolf of Wall Street. Have you seen the movie? I have, yeah. 
Yeah. Yes. It, that was literally my life minus wow. the hookers blow at 8 a.m. But the work culture ever, that was, I, as I watched the movie, I thought to myself that, okay, there was, wow. there's my life. There's Leonardo DiCaprio acting out my life. Okay, <laughs> cool. So after that experience, I decided uh, to write a novel based on that, which is where Don't Kiss and Sell comes from. Uh, my first novel, which is sitting on Amazon. So please purchase it, <laughs> it. support the, support the art, support absolutely, the author. Absolutely. Self-promote all you like. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> and, um, and then after, but in the midst of, uh, deciding to write the book, I also decided to get out of Pennsylvania again. And I moved to Los Angeles to Venice beach. Um, so it's very, very artsy area. It's not the Hollywood kind of scene. It's much, yeah. much more, be it's the beach. It's a, yeah. much more casual vibe a lot of people from the uk there and i must just give a shout out i love all the brits everyone that i meet i like i'm obsessed with you all <laughs> great people um don't yeah i they're it's similar to like the personalities are similar to east coast personality so yeah. we mesh really well um so i was there for five years and i so i'm not gonna i don't need to go through that whole experience but um what i do currently and i'm able to do this from any location which is great is i do marketing for medical practices during the day mainly weight loss surgery clinics okay cool. so i do I'm, I'm marketing the physician's practice like i'm making you know making sure they look good and getting an influx of patients that's my yeah. job um but my passion is my real passion is creative writing um, I'm also pursuing two more writing projects currently. I'm working on a second novel, which has the working title called West of the 405. Um, the reason it's called that is because the 405 is the major highway that runs north to south in Los Angeles. And the book, geographically, all the, the, actual, um, the actual plot line takes place west of the 405. Okay, makes so perfect sense. Yeah, so I know, I mean, anyone in Los Angeles or familiar with the area would get the title. Mm -hmm. I know that's not something familiar to anyone else, but I'm just hoping maybe it's interesting enough of a title that people would. I was going to say that. Yeah, it's, it's intriguing enough because I did see you mention, um, sort of researching you online, saw you mention that. I thought that was probably what it was due what it was due to or what it was to do with but that's yeah so it did pull me in it's it's a, it's a different to me it's a different kind of title gets me interested straight away so yeah cool. yeah and um that book is basically a mix i like to say it's a cross between entourage and sex in the city okay it's based around four female characters but it's more of an more of an entourage vibe <laughs> Sure. <laughs> in terms of is, is at least what i'm going for like just how women talk and stuff it's we're we're pretty foul um, <laughs> and uh i'm doing that and then i also i have a writing project that i'm working on with a friend he wrote a script and i'm turning it into a novel and we're going to kind of reverse market so we're going to publish the novel first and then try to get it turned into either a TV series or a movie. Right. So, which is actually, I think, becoming a more popular trend in Hollywood now. Right. Um, because if the book takes off, then it sh it's sh social proof that people will watch the movie or... Yeah. You've, already, or you've already got a fan base there, I suppose. You've already got a grounding to start with. Exactly. We're not, you know, we're not coming with 
like out of nowhere. And he's in, and he works in the industry and he's produced other movies. So I'm I'm really confident in working with him. And he's a Ooh. he's a great guy. I've never worked with someone um, in a writing capacity, and it's been a really really interesting experience. Brilliant. So yeah. you're by the sounds of it, you've you've traveled a lot. Obviously, you uh, you're very into you know business. You're very business minded. I would. I would assume, you know, judging by what it is that you do for a living, does that come into your writing? Does it does it affect either what your your subject matter is or how you approach it, sort of systematically? Yep. Cool. Yep. cool. I, um, for example, in well, in Don't Kiss and Sell, the protagonist is a she's based on what I went through, so she's an employee. So it's there. Is, there are some work matters that are talked about but not to a degree where it would be boring to the reader because no one wants to read a book about life insurance <laughs> so that crowd out there for it somewhere probably but uh, right but uh i mean but that's a that would be a very very small <laughs> um yeah and uh the but then west of the 405 one of the protagonists um she does she does what i do she does she works for herself and does marketing um she goes from doing marketing for a startup and then switches to working on her own and her client. And I, I do that because obviously it's something that I know, but I try to write about how I try to write business savvy yeah. in the sense of like writing about business experiences that yeah. someone might go through. I have another character and she's working at a big, um, financial or accounting firm and she gets a demotion and I it's it's interesting because I'm I'm going through like as I try to write about these characters that I don't know much about that specific professional arena I just go to friends okay. that are in that area and I say hey what would happen if xyz happened like how would a care how would someone handle this you know what's the jargon and yeah, yeah so I do like incorporating business themes into um into the writing i just i've never written a, a i haven't done any writing that's based on a business experience so it's always based on like more raw things yeah, just but yeah. there's influences in there i think i think as a writer you, you draw even if you don't think about it you draw inspiration into your stories from anything around you anything that you do however big or small um, yes so so with your going back to the beginning um when you had the initial idea for this book um mm. so what then did it start off just as a, like a small idea or did you have the whole thing like mapped out in your head before you started writing it how did how did it come about <laughs> i thought i had the whole thing start mapped <laughs> out in my head um five drafts later wow yeah oh yeah that my chat my chapter one went under i had literally i think it was five the chapter one that I that's actually published is like yeah. the fifth version of it. Wow. Um, and then I didn't, so it, this was a five-year project. Literally okay. I started writing the book. Oh God, I guess that was two, 2014. I wrote a rough draft in nine months after I finished, um, after I finished working at the insurance agency I was with. And um, it was kind it was, just to, it wasn't like a good draft. It was just, you know, it was just getting up. It, it was very cathartic too, because of everything I went through. And there were some experiences I had that were still very raw. So it wasn't necessarily good writing. It was just 
yeah, just getting the words okay. down. Yeah, I, I, I've, I'm very much, I've, I've, hear, I've heard other authors say it, and I do believe in it, that the first draft is, it's almost like you get the words down, you get the word count there, and then you, you may well rewrite it or remold it. Um, oh, yeah. like you say many times before you get the finished product so yeah i hope that's not the case with west of the 405 or the novel from the screenplay because i don't know if i have it in me to do that <laughs> many. like i'm i because i i don't know because i i've because i've been working on those projects long enough though that when i go back and i still read the first chapter or whatever i'm like i'm like brush it off <laughs> like this looks pretty good yeah. so um but yeah, with uh, Don't Kiss and Sell, I, for example, I didn't have a title for it until practically when I went to self-publish it. Um, I came up with a title very last minute. The ending for the book, um, I didn't write until I was finishing. I changed the ending, I think, a couple times. Yeah. yeah, I did. I changed it a couple times. And then I settled with a final, a final ending that I was... Um, that I was happy with. It kind of just came to me. Yeah. And I can't share that with the audience because No, of then, course not. No, we want to go out and buy it and read it. Yeah, I want you guys to all I want you guys to all read it. I can't, you know, <laughs> tell the story for you. No. Um so you yeah. um, so you self you self publish self publish that one. Um <laughs> what do you feel is the one of the the big challenges or you know any of the big challenges facing self publishing these days or do you think it is it's easier and it's better to do it these days rather than sort of try to get traditionally published. I really want to try to be traditionally published with uh, West of the 405. The reason I didn't go that route for Don't Kiss and Sell is because it had, it had been sitting on my Google Docs for practically five years and I needed to just get it out into the world. And um, the process, obviously, of querying agents, maybe I would spend time querying 100 agents and I'd get 100 rejections or, you know, it would never come to fruition. So I figured, well, if I do it, then at least I know it's in the world yeah. kind of thing. And I have a marketing background, so I figured I should be able to figure yeah. this out. So um, that's not the case. And uh, like I ran into some, I ran into quite a few obstacles. For example, I wanted to do advertising sponsored ads on the Amazon platform, but they rejected the all my advertising because apparently uh, "Don't Kiss and Sell" is an inappropriate title for all audiences. All right. Okay. Yeah, I was very. You think they can target it to? I'm probably going to tick a lot of people off. I thought it was easy enough to sort of target a certain audience from you know, their perspective. But. I, I have no idea. And I've seen ads for books that are, maybe their titles are much more, they don't have the word kiss in it, mm. but the the covers are very suggestive. Yeah. But my the cover of Don't Kiss and Sell is literally um, the silhouette of a woman's face. It's very, it's so it's innocent. Nothing offensive. No, it is nothing offensive. It's, it's cute. It's pretty. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah. soft. So, okay. whatever. Amazon being Amazon, I've, I, I, I do a lot of my publishing through them, so I shouldn't say too much. But I know there are fellow authors who have had issues one way or the other. Um, it, it feels like Amazon sometimes are probably sort of trying to keep keep some of us down from getting our work out there. But so, what, like, why do they have why. some sort of like thing going on with like traditional publishing houses or something no, like? 
Oh, yeah, I mean, they give you they give you the option to self-publish. So you'd think that they they wanted to really push that and encourage people to use it. You know, use their platform. But there we go. Yeah. There we go. Never mind. So what, um, what about what about you? Have you have you done both, or are you just one or the other? Um, I I've I've done a bit of both. So I um I started off. I've been mainly with independent publishers. So sort of smaller names. Um, ones that I didn't need to be with an agent for. They took unsolicited unsolicited manuscripts and that so um i've been with a few of those I'm, i got into self-publishing for my sort of second and third books right at the beginning um using amazon just a bit of an experiment but i i'm currently with two indie publishers and i've also got my own publisher that i um do some of my own stuff with as well so i'm sort of double dipping as it were but uh it's marketing is my big challenge you know being in you know having a full-time job as well yeah um, I, I don't know how you how you manage you know your time in terms of around work and life and everything trying to being able to actually market your book successfully it's um, such a struggle <laughs> it is yeah what platforms do you use to sort of get your get your book out there um right now i'm really trying to focus on podcasts um because i know i mean podcasts are just huge right now the amount of people that are listening to them is is yeah. like astronomical. Yeah. Um, and I'm trying to grow my inst like Instagram platform more so. And I've done some, I did do some Facebook advertising, wasn't overly successful, but I think it's because I, and I do want to do this. I want to do a video Facebook ad instead. I think that would be much more effective than yeah. just like the title, yeah. the title cover. Um, at least that's what I've been, you know, I've been told. I think thing with things like Instagram and even TikTok, I've seen a few authors I know start to use that for promotional purposes. I think that's definitely where it's going and it's more effective um i i don't like being on camera myself i'm probably needing to overcome that to uh to to take advantage of that but i definitely think yeah yeah if you can get something you know video wise out it grabs people's attention a lot a lot quicker oh so, yeah yeah so. i also have a website jillianrosewrites.com and i'm putting and i need to do this more frequently just it's just a matter of time and you know focus but i'm i am doing blog pieces mm -hmm. so you know just quick four minute reads um for example i wrote one about covid and how everyone's gained 15 pounds uh don't know how to convert that to wait what do they use in the uk to weigh stuff is that or stones stones, stones and pounds we tend to use yeah okay okay so you use pounds um, sorry, I lost my train of thought. Oh yeah. So I wrote about, for example, I wrote about that, um, that I've got a lot of good feedback about that. So my, also what I've would try to do is build up, um, a subscription list so that I can push, um, through email marketing. I'm a big fan of email marketing. Yeah. Um, what I was going to say is I can tell from even before I started speaking to you, you've got quite a sense of humor. <laughs> um reading a couple of bits i'll just i'll just I'll, the bits that really caught my eye so firstly looking at your your website um and then you go to the bio bit and this is it's it's, it's refreshingly honest where you mm. say you're attempting to write an author bio that sounds witty and without being overly bragging or self-deprecating you know things like that mm -hmm. just, you yeah. know you get a sense of really sort of who you are and and it, it probably draws people in you know and mm -hmm. Yeah, I try to be as honest and real as I can. Yeah. And I've actually, it's, 
it's a little difficult in the sense that um, that's probably the realness and rawness of my writing is probably something that could turn off people if it comes to relationships. They might not want to be involved with someone that's so public about what they go through and how they write. But I've been thinking about it. I'm just kind of like, F it, you know? Mm. I'm, I got to do gotta be me i know for, for me i mean every reader is different same as every writer is different i suppose but i very much i i appreciate people who put themselves out there they don't try to be someone they're not and if they're if they're able to have fun with it as well you know it endears you to a lot more people i think you know whatever it is that you're doing um does that come across in your writing do, do you write quite humorous kind of stuff or is it quite serious or so the top, what I like to do is mm. write about very serious topics, but use humor to explain them. Cool. So for example, in Don't Kiss and Sell, Jaden, the protagonist, she struggles with um, eating disorder issues and she becomes addicted to uh, stimulants. So those are very serious topics, but I write... Um, there, I, I incorporate a lot of humor in it. So for example, uh, if she's, if there's a scene where everyone's eating spaghetti and ice cream and the character will say like, ew, I can't touch that because carbs or something, you know what I mean? Something that just makes people laugh a little bit instead of like making it more somber because the reason I do this is because these topics are, there's such a stigma against them and mental health. And I just, I figure I can use my writing as a channel to help change that, mm. um, to bring awareness to these topics and also to open a conversation in a way that makes them more relatable and digestible so that people aren't so afraid. Yeah. You know, every, I mean, everyone understands high blood pressure. Why can't everyone understand, um, bipolar disorder or something you know right. and it's not like you're trying to to i think a lot of people think to help people they have to write some kind of self-help guide or no. book or anything but if you make it real and put it into a context of you know a lot of people read a lot of people like to lose themselves especially if they are i'm speaking from experience you know dealing with some uh, mental health problems you like to lose yourself in somewhere else you know i exactly. i became i became quite an avid reader when i was going through my reach you know a, a more recent spell and it was just because i had somewhere to go that i could not feel safe necessarily but i didn't have to think about you know what was actually going on around me so if you could incorporate things like that that's, that's that the way. other reason why I want to write because I've, that's when I've gone through periods of depression and I've picked up a really good book and I lose myself and I'm just in someone else's world. It's like, it's the most amazing escape. I find it more, it's more captivating, so to say, than to lose yourself in a movie because it takes, you know, more time to read a book. Um, and I just was, I just figured, you know what, if, this writer had such an impact on me, like maybe I could do the same thing for other people. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. So from a, from a reader perspective then, stepping away from being a writer, what are there any particular authors that have helped you in that, in any sense or have inspired you? Yes. yes. Um, on the UK side, I love Marion Keys. Okay. Uh, she's Irish, but oh, man, that woman can write anything. <laughs> um, I am obsessed with Jackie Collins. 
unfortunately, Jackie Collins is no longer with us. And it devastates me because I've read all of her books. And now I can't look forward to another Jackie Collins book. So I really, I'm almost like, okay, maybe I should just put it on me that I have to carry on the Jackie Collins torch. Absolutely. There you go. There's something to live up to. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's like really pushing it. <laughs> but we've all got to have, we've all got to have goals. So yeah, why not? You know, go as lofty as you can. Oh, yeah. That's fair enough. Fair enough. Um, so sort of in the last, get to the last sort of section of, of, uh, of the interview, I sort of opened the floor to you. You've, you've mentioned, uh, the new book that you're, uh, that you're working on at the moment, you know, feel free, just let everyone know about, Anything you want to promote, any social media that people can find you, follow you, keep up to date with everything that you're doing. So thank you. So my Instagram handle is Jillian Rose Writes. My website is JillianRoseWrites.com. And then if you go on Amazon and look up Jillian Rose, Don't Kiss and Sell, you'll find uh, you'll find my novel. I'm also actually working on creating a audio version of the book. Yeah, I decided that was going to be a good, I figured that would be a solid investment because I've had a lot of people say to me, is this an audio book? I, I have no time to read, but I love audio books. And I'm thinking, well, you know, maybe whatever well, the, world, <laughs> the, world's cha- the world's changing yeah podcasts yeah. audio books you know, like yeah. video advertising that's that's really yeah it's the way it's going i just ask please leave a review only if you like it i don't if you're a one star like just don't even bother i mean i because i have a solid five star rating and i'm trying to keep it that way um and i have had people say that they read the book and for some reason amazon wouldn't publish the review does that happen to you um, not to to me but i've had quite a few author friends that it has happened to or there's been reviews taken down um for whatever reason so yeah again part of the machine that is amazon i suppose but uh yeah it's not good because you know I've, i've had um author friends who have had reviews taken down because the person who left the review has been connected to him somehow on social media. It's like, we can't build a fan base. We can't build a community of our own anymore without Amazon kind of, anyway, yeah, that's a rabbit hole. We can go down another time. I'm sure. Yeah, no, for sure. So yeah, if you're interested in reading about a girl who's in a high pressure sales job and dealing with crazy things, such as office romances and chewing on Adderall, then, you know, buy the book Mm -hmm. or, well, come back and to download it. <laughs> and you've got some cracking reviews on there. I can see um, sort of looking at, at your, your Amazon page and, and your website and that. So, you know, wish you all the success with the book um, on top of any success that you've had already. Um, good luck with all the, the projects you've got coming up, especially the uh, the, the one that's going to be a book from a screenplay. As, as, you know, corner that market. That's that's a dream for any author, I think, to be fair. So, uh, yeah. So, Thank you so much for sparing the time to come on and chat to us. And, you know, I look forward to uh, to keeping up with what you're doing and sort of seeing your name in lights one day. Oh, thank you so much, Chris. It was a pleasure to be on the show. Thank you very much. Take it easy.